What is love to you? Ta gra umgumdich. No, I just didn't stutter. This is one of the many ways to say I love you in the Irish language. In Greek, there are four words for love. In Hebrew, there are nine. In Gaelic, there are said to be about 30 words to speak of love. Now, this is Thursday, June 22nd. In English, we have to live with just one word. This means that our way of communicating love to others may be seriously limited. We may speak of affection or attraction or compassion, and those are powerful words, but they do not necessarily include love. Now, this past Sunday, we looked at Jesus' command to love to his disciples to love one another. He told them he was giving them a new command, and some commenters have challenged this because the Lord had long before commanded his people to love. Here's one of the most powerful places in the Old Testament where we hear the Lord command his people in this way. This is Leviticus chapter 19, verse 17 to 18, and verse 33 to 34. Do not hate a fellow Israelite in your heart. Rebuke your neighbor frankly, so you will not share in their guilt. Do not seek revenge or bear a grudge against anyone among your people, but love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. When a foreigner resides among you in your land, do not mistreat them. The foreigner residing among you must be treated as your native-born. Love them as yourself, for you were foreigners in Egypt. I am the Lord your God. Now, at the time this command was given to Moses by the Lord, more than 1,500 years before Jesus was born, this was shocking. It was astounding. There are no other people on earth that called for the ethical treatment of outsiders. There was no expectation of fair and loving treatment for those not from your family or your tribe or your nation. But as the nation of Israel was forming, the Lord told his people, not to be like everyone else. They were to love their neighbors and outsiders as well. Imagine our world today if we fulfilled this command. Now, of course, by the time of Jonah, Israel had developed a particular hatred of their neighbors. They believed they had good reasons, mind you. They believed that God wanted them to hate evil, and therefore evil people were to be hated as well. But the Lord sent Jonah to call the Ninevites to repentance, and Jonah had no desire to see the people of Nineveh avoid God's judgment. He had no love for them. That little book in the Old Testament with Jonah's name on it tells us how God taught Jonah to love his enemies. By the time of Jesus, the religious Jews, led by the Pharisees, thought neighbors were only their Jewish brothers and sisters those that were making a real effort to obey the law. The Gentiles were considered dogs and not worthy of care, and so a thick wall of self-righteousness and fear kept them from associating with Gentiles in any meaningful way. This is why Jesus told the parable of the Good Samaritan. His purpose was to show that every person is a neighbor worthy of care and help. The Lord told his people, 
to love their neighbors as they love themselves. This means care and support and presence. Okay, so let's go back to Jesus. How is Jesus' command to love different than this ancient command found in the law of God? Well, Jesus commanded the disciples to love one another as he loved them. That's the operative part, to love like he loved them. You see, Jesus took love to a completely new level. How so? Jesus gave himself away in loving. We have said that in our world, if we live as if to say, we live as if to say, you are there for me. You must be here for me. I expect you to serve me and support me and provide me with freedom and care. But Jesus turned that around and said, me for you. He said, the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. This is the nature of his love. You might call it a one-way love. We often use the word grace because it is undeserved. You could, or you could say it has nothing to do with deserving. Instead, it springs solely from the love of the giver. Now, this love is often expressed as substitute, I will take your place, or exchange, let me do that for you, or presence, you will not stand alone. I will not leave you or forsake you. And Jesus, he does all of these. And this is the love Jesus calls us to. Though Jesus loved in this way from day one of his ministry, this love is revealed best at the cross where Jesus stepped forward and said, I will take care of this for you. I will take your place. Now, of course, just as no one in the world had seen the kind of love God commanded his people to live as a nation, no one has ever seen this love of Jesus in any lasting way. That is, not until Jesus. It is this love that Jesus calls his disciples to. Why? This is what it means to follow him. Now, as we learned on Sunday, it's not a call to doing something heroic, but the call to the everyday things of our lives, to do all of them in love, all the small things with this great love. Let's pray. Lord God, in a you-for-me world, one where we expect everyone to do for us, help us to see Jesus glorified through the cross. Teach us this way of love in him. We pray in his name. Amen.